You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. It's here. We've made it. Corona couldn't stop it. The NFL season is about to kick off on Thursday night, complete with a Millie Maker showdown slate. Texans, Chiefs, I'm pumped. I can't wait to recklessly fire in millions of lineups and try to bink something on this showdown slate. As promised, I'm going to start doing a a few per week showdown podcasts. Um, Like I mentioned, if you listened to my 2020 content plans episode where I laid out what I'm going to do for the season, I'm going to try to get in one, two, or maybe even three some weeks. Um, Probably going to be tough to do all three primetime showdown slates, but I'm going to try to get all three in. Um, So this is going to be part of the rotation. You know, it's just going to be about a five or ten minute. I'm not going to go too in-depth. If you want to read exactly how I think you should attack a particular showdown slate, fantasypoints.com will have my in-depth analysis on a showdown slate. This is going to be more of just a general overview, and I'll tell you one of my favorite um, you know, dart throws or two, something like that. Okay, so first things first, though, showdown is a very unique game. I did a podcast a few episodes back on exactly how to attack it certain ways that you can become unique it's completely different than a main slate where there's 10 12 teams and you know dozens and dozens of options at each position there's literally like 15 guys that are playable 15 20 guys that are playable on a showdown slate which makes for a ton of duplication of lineups especially if you pick the six chalkiest guys so i'm not going to go too much into detail on exactly how to do that if you want, you can listen to the podcast that I did. Uh, it was just a few days ago. I think it might only be two or three episodes back. One of the things is leaving money on the table, and I'm not talking about 100 or 200. I'm talking about 1000 2000 3000 $4,000 being left on the table to make yourself unique. The other thing is um, to overuse running backs and wide receivers in the captain slot and underuse quarterbacks. Now, quarterbacks appear in the captain spot, the winning lineups uh, captain spot, a good bit. You know, it's not like they're never the captain. However, compared to the amount of lineups the field has, the quarterback is usually way over-owned in the captain spot. You know, like, I think the number this year was like 21% of all winning lineups uh, in showdown were had a quarterback in the captain slot, but like 40 or 50% of the lineups created had a quarterback in the captain slot. So you're getting leverage there by not using a quarterback. There are going to be certain weeks, and I think this one actually might even be one, where it, it makes sense to roster a quarterback. But you do have to make sure that you are being smart at the captain position and correlating uh, your lineup with captains. For instance, this week, it's probably not smart to play to, to play the only two Texans on your roster as Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller. And here's why. If Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller have big games, and they're the only two Texans that are in the optimal lineup, 
what happens is, or what probably happened is, you know, Deshaun and Will Fuller connected on two touchdowns or something like that. If a majority of the fantasy points are concentrated on one receiver from a team, then it's more likely than not that the receiver will need to be your captain. That being said, you just have to make sure that your captain, the the flexes make sense with your captain, right? Texans defense at captain and then five Chiefs skill players obviously is not going to win. That doesn't make any sense. That's an easy one to X off the list. But there are other ones that you may think, you may not think of. Um, So if you have a quarterback at captain, what does that mean? Usually it means that he went off, but he spread the ball around to three or four targets. And, you know, he he went for 403 touchdowns, but, you know, all the receivers are five for 50 and one. So no none of the receivers, you know, got a majority of the work and are the optimal captain over the quarterback. Or maybe the team scored all rushing touchdowns and you need to have the quarterback in the flex, but the running back of that team in the captain spot. So just make sure that you are thinking about, I really think it's a good idea to hand build showdown lineups. I do it when I can, when I have time. Um, I really think it's a good idea to to hand build showdown lineups because you can kind of quote unquote, everybody says it, tell yourself the story of what is happening in that particular game. Another big thing that I, I would say is that you should be creating multiple lineups in showdown it's a very there's a ton of variance in one game you could be absolutely drawing dead on the first play of the game in a showdown slate if you didn't roster a certain player so i would build you know 20 lineups even if you have to like um use a lineup generator and you know enter the mini max which is a 50 cent contest like even if your bankroll is only 20 bucks um, you could enter 40 lineups into the Minimax or 20 into the $1 or something like that. Um, you just need to get uh, a player pool and you have to have different outs in a showdown contest. Um, so I would never go all in on a captain. Usually what I do, I, I create between 20 and 40 lineups depending on time, depending on you know um, a few different factors. If I like the game, if I think there's an edge, etc., maybe I'll play a few more lineups. But what I like to do is have like a cascading captain. Um, So my favorite captain, I'll play in like 40% of my lineups. And from there, I'll have, you know, uh, three, four, five more captains at a smaller clip. So, you know, maybe I'll pick four or five captains that I like for the week. And I'll go 40%, 30%, 20%, 10%, something like that. Um, don't ever, I mean, there was one time that I locked in a captain, I think it was Lamar Jackson. Um, and that, that actually ended up working out, but he's usually going to be the, the optimal captain when the Ravens play because they spread the ball around like crazy. Um, he gets rushing yards, he gets rushing touchdowns. So, you know, um, oftentimes the quarterback captain is going to be, if a quarterback is the captain, it's going to be. Um, one that has a lot of rushing upside, like a Josh Allen, like a Lamar Jackson, maybe even like a Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. Like what happens is they bink themselves one or two rushing touchdowns and, you know, they don't share the wealth fantasy point wise. Okay, so if we look at this slate, what I'm going to do each week, 
because I don't want to give away the secret sauce. There's a lot of paying customers of fantasy points that want um, a pretty thorough breakdown and it would be disingenuous of me to have people paying over on fantasy points um, for premium content and then me giving it away for free here. So I'm gonna, it, there's, it's gonna be a three part segment. It's going to be my favorite captain and two dart throws that I think will be a little bit lower owned that could potentially be, you know, contest winners if they were to hit. And, you know, the thing is, in a GPP on showdown, like if you get a guy at 10 to 15%, you're jumping for joy. Um, that's considered low owned. Now, there's going to be guys that are 1% owned, like the third tight end, but the odds of them scoring or doing something of any consequence is very low. Um, so really, you're just looking for like to have a 10% player or two in your lineup while having a ton of salary left on the table and correlating your captain wisely. And you should be in good shape, especially if you cascade those captains, have a nice player pool, have a bunch of outs and, and you know, don't go too all in on one certain player. All right. So now let's look at the slate. And I think uh, this is a slate that I think you can have um, a quarterback captain because Mahomes and Deshaun Watson definitely have um, rushing potential. And I could absolutely see either of those quarterbacks throwing for three touchdowns um, and spreading the ball out, right? Like we could definitely see Mahomes or Deshaun Watson going 350 and three and also maybe running a touchdown in and Tyreek, Kelsey, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Nicole Hardman all um, get a little piece of the pie but don't overwhelmingly you know smash. Same thing with Deshaun Watson. I could see Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, uh, Brandon Cooks, maybe even Darren Fells all getting a piece of the pie but not enough to be the optimal captain, right? Uh, just trying to use an example, um, you know, a team like the Saints, sure, Drew Brees spreads the ball around. However, his main go-to targets are Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara, right? They're going to get a ton of work both through the air for Thomas and through the air and on the ground for Kamara. So it's going to be really hard for Drew Brees, even if he goes 303, to have a better fantasy game than Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara, just based on the, the scoring settings and based on the fact that those targets are so concentrated. All right, so as I'm scanning here, I'm going to say, um, and I already have this, I already pretty much have my, I got a head start here. I already have uh, my ownership and everything pretty laid out. Um, I think that, there aren't a ton of viable cheap options. Like oftentimes you'll see um, there's a $1,000 wide receiver that kind of got overlooked that may get four or five targets or something like that. On this slate, I'm not sure if I really uh, see that. So what I'm going to say is my favorite captain is going to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And, you know, at 13-2 is what he is to pay up for on DraftKings. He's cheaper. He's a lot cheaper than both quarterbacks. 
and Tyreek Hill. He has a ton of buzz. I think maybe some people might be afraid to roster Edwards Alaire in the captain spot. Um, so he is going to be my favorite captain. And then my favorite low owned plays is going to be one of them is going to be Randall Cobb. I'm not sure if Cobb is going to get a ton of attention, but it looks like he's going to be working in the slot. I think most players will gravitate towards Brandon Cooks or even Kenny Stills. Um, he's just more of a known commodity on that Texans offense. So I could see Cobb coming in as lower owned than those two. And I think that's a pretty good bet. And I think a good leverage play is in lineups that you don't have. Clyde edwards Uh Daryl Williams looks like he has secured that backup role. And, you know, we don't know. Like, one of the worst things you can do when you're creating lineups or playing fantasy in general is to pretend to know what's going on or what is going to happen or that projections are 100% locks, right? For all we know, Clyde Edwards-Lair is going to split 50-50 with Daryl Williams in this first week to get acclimated to NFL speed. We don't know. Um, and you have to embrace the fact that you don't know, and that's going to end up helping you create better tournament lineups, right? Um, just, you know, realizing and understanding that NFL is a very varying game, even though the projections say this is the optimal play, it might not happen. And one bit, bit of advice before we close out here is if you're hand-building lineups and you come down to the last roster spot and you have six thousand dollars left, and that that gets you Miko Hardman. If you do, if you put Miko Hardman into every lineup where you have six thousand dollars left, everybody's putting Miko Hardman into the lineup that they're hand building that has six thousand dollars left because he's fifty eight hundred. Don't do that. That's going to make your lineup extremely duplicated. Drop down thousand, two thousand dollars to guys like Darren Fells. Even Daryl Williams, even though that's $3,000 drop, doesn't matter. That's how you create a unique lineup. And in those few instances where Daryl Williams outscores Michael Hardman or, you know, Kenny Stills outscores Michael Hardman, whoever it is that you opted for instead of Hardman, you are going to take home a bigger chunk, a top prize. You're going to skyrocket up the leaderboard. That's how you win and that's how you create unique lineups in NFL DFS showdown. All right, guys, that'll do it. I will talk to you on Thursday for the rundown of week one NFL DFS main slate and probably touch on a little bit of showdown as well. See you.